The acronym for life is living in freedom every day. We don't like the life that we're living. We don't like the challenges that we have. We're discouraged or we don't have everything that we want. We've got to come to a point where we're free in our hearts, we're free in our mind. And if a business is keeping you from that, then, you know, something's out of balance. excited today. I've got one of my favorite friends, upbeat and all, Mr. Howard Partridge in the studio today. Howard, how are you? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. From Phenomenal Products. There you go. Howard, tell our audience all about yourself. Well, I'm originally from L.A., Lower Alabama. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, I, I grew up in Mobile, Alabama. Grew up very poor. We were on welfare, and I don't know how my mother did it, but we had seven kids crammed in this little 600-square-foot shack, and the roof was so bad on this this house that when it rained, it just leaked all over the place. We had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I got kicked out of the house. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I got on a Greyhound bus and arrived here in Houston, Texas mm. with 25 cents in my pocket. And uh, my dad, who I'd only met twice in my whole life, my real daddy left when I was a year old, mm -hmm. uh, took me in, uh, became a waiter, and, and uh, did all kinds of odd jobs. And I started my first business when I was 23. And I've actually owned six small businesses altogether. I've bought businesses. I've uh, had partners. I've done lots of different things. And I own two phenomenally successful businesses today. And about a decade ago, I started sharing my unique business building processes with other business owners in my industries. And it has just been phenomenal. The name of my company is Phenomenal Products. And uh, the reason it's called Phenomenal Products is because when I started it, I started with information products, manuals, CDs, tapes, and things like that. And, and I still offer those today. But uh, I go all over the world doing seminars and teaching the small business owner, the, the, the mom and pop, if you will. And I know that we don't like to think of ourselves that way. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you're uh, working in the business yourself, you have a small company and you want to take it to the next level, maybe get it beyond yourself or you're a professional, you're in sales or you're a, a CPA or a plumber or somebody like that. And you want to take your business to the next level, learn how to get higher prices for your service, generate more referrals and activate your repeat uh, clients, which is the biggest marketing mistake of all, is not marketing to your existing clients. A lot of people don't get that. Uh, learn how to, to motivate your employees, get them to do what you want them to do, when you want them to, and how to build a turnkey operation. And so, so what happened to me was I, I started my first company out of the trunk of my car and, and uh, really struggled like most business owners do. 
just got sucked into the business, you mm-hmm. know, and it just that dream, you know, you went into business and I like to ask my audiences, the, the first question I like to ask them is, you know, why did you go into business for yourself? And if you're a professional, you know, why did you choose that profession? And the reason is, the answer is, is that, well, you know, they probably, they, they had you have dreams. Big right? dreams. Everyone's you got the dreams. dreams. And the thing is, maybe you want to make a lot of money, but really you want to be your own boss, chart your own course. But unfortunately, what happened to most small business owners and professionals is we've just become a slave to that business. Their own worst boss. They work for themselves. They're not necessarily business owners, Howard. They're actually employees of themselves. That's right. That's right. And what turned it around for me, what changed my life was I read the book that you have right there in front of you, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Changed my life because it teaches you how to work on your business instead of in your business. But the cool thing is, is once I started doing the seminars and had a lot of success in that arena, Michael Gerber became uh, a close associate. He's a good good friend of mine now, and he's uh, appeared at a couple of my seminars. I've done a couple of seminars with him. It's amazing how things work like that because you, well, you positioned yourself to get to know Michael Gerber. It didn't happen by accident. You put yourself in a position. Well, that is true, and that was a cool story all by itself. I noticed that he and I were going to be speaking at the same uh, convention. He, he changed my life. His book changed my life. And so I called the, the guy who uh, was coordinating the event. And uh, actually, I think I emailed him and uh, said, hey, can you get us two together so that we can meet? And he said, your timing is – his email came back immediately and said, your timing is impeccable. I'm on the phone with them now. Oh, wow. And so we just became uh, fast friends. And if you've already read the E-Myth Revisited, if you're a Michael Gerber fan, get E-Myth Mastery. I mean, this thing, if you're serious about your business, it's amazing. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a textbook. It's like an encyclopedia, so it's going to be <laughs> hard to get through. But uh, if you have a trouble getting through it, email me, and I'll, I'll, I'll help you negotiate through it. So, Howard, let's give out your website, howardpartridge.com. Yes, partridge like the partridge family, partridge like partridge in a pear tree if it's Christmas time, P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E, partridge, howardpartridge.com. How can our listeners get more information? Well, uh, actually, there's two ways to do it. If you're driving around, listen to the radio right now where you can learn how to double your business without adding a single customer. If you want to learn how to get so many referrals that you may never have to advertise again, if you want to learn how to get a premium price, you uh, how to set and achieve goals. And that's a big issue. One of the things that you learn in the E-Myth is that the reason that you do, your business doesn't grow is because of you, not because of the economy, not because of customers. Sure, there's challenges that you have to overcome and things like that, but by and large, it's because of what's going on in your mind, in your heart, in your psyche, and so we start out with that. My referral reward program, one of my companies generates an average of $50,000 a month in referrals automatically. I've got an automatic referral system. That's huge. That Residual any, income. Yeah, any business can can implement it, and it just grows over time. I'm going to share uh, how to build a network of power relationships. Uh, all of my businesses are built on referral marketing, and when you understand how to take referral marketing – 
uh, past the casual word-of-mouth level that most people are doing. Most books that you read on referral marketing is how to ask for a referral. Mm -hmm. And I take you way beyond that to a system that you can implement in your business. We're going to look at uh, how to build systems in your business. We're going to look at uh, how to get your employees to do what you want them to do. And I'll have one of my top referral sources there, too, and we're going to show 12 uh, sort of advanced referral marketing strategies and programs that we've done over the last 20 years together to generate business for one another. And so you can take all this stuff back to your business, invest a day with us, and immediately implement that stuff into your business, no matter what your business or practice is. This is by far something you should not miss. Now, Howard, you may not believe this, or you may believe this. When I went to your seminar in October, I feel the value to me over my lifetime in my business is worth millions to me in dollars. Do wow. you agree? Yes, and the same thing has happened to me, and I'd love to talk about that after the break. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with Howard Partridge and myself, Jim Clouck, right here on Bring on Success. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the radio program that caters specifically to the entrepreneur and small business owner. The Bring On Success radio program. I'm your host, Jim Clouck. In with me today is Howard Partridge. Howard, it's so great to have you in here. Hey, it's my, my pleasure to be here. You are an inspiration, and you are a product of your environment. You spend time with winners, and you're going to become a winner. You've introduced right. me to some fantastic, phenomenal people. You know, it's never-ending, and it's exciting. I mean, one th reason why I do this show is I do something similar to what you do. I have a seminar every week with different guests, different professionals, and I get to broadcast to the listeners, the small business owners and entrepreneurs who are struggling out there every day with these uh, e-myth issues, if you mm -hmm. will. Right, right. And uh, you and I are somewhat similar. You're more of a stage guy. I'm more of uh, in the studio with the microphone deal. But the radio we, guy. Yeah, but we're both preaching what we believe, and we're there to help people, and that's right. the important thing. Right. Well, I have a definition of success. I don't know who wrote this, and it's been written in many different ways over the years, but I have a little plaque that said, success is making a difference in the lives of others. Happiness is watching them grow because of it. And, you know, with the economic challenges that are out there uh, today, uh, there's probably a lot of people that are, are discouraged, uh, maybe even depressed. And and I tell you what, pick up a copy of Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and How to Start Living. It may be the other way around. I don't know how to start living and stop worrying or whatever. Just but Google it. You'll find yeah, it. Yeah, find it. And uh, what you quickly realize is that um, the way out of that discouragement is to stop focusing on yourself. And I think it's, it's really hard for all of us to do. I know I've got so much to do and so many opportunities, challenges, and just so much going on that uh, probably too much. And I need to probably build a little more margin uh, in my life. But uh, the thing is, is that, that I want to make a positive impact 
on the world. And, and you give, it'll be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Zig Ziglar's famous quote, even today, you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what it is that they want. It's very simple. And uh, but the thing is, is that people that are listening out there, you have uh, your dreams, you have your life goals, you have the reason that you started your business. And the main thing I want people to understand is that your business is about your life, but it's not your life. And that's so hard for entrepreneurs because we love what we do. We're just so entrenched in it. And uh in fact, I have an acronym for this, and the only reason that your business exists is to help you achieve your life goals, and that's the reason you started it. It's true. That's the reason you open your practice is because you had dreams and goals in life. Now, life goals, the acronym for life is living in freedom every day. So we get up every day. We don't like the life that we're living. We don't like the challenges that we have. We're discouraged or we don't have everything that we want, you know, whatever the case is. And the thing is, is that we've got to come to a point where we're free in our hearts, we're free in our mind. And if a business or anything else is is keeping you from that, then, you know, something's out of balance, all right? Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be difficulties in life. That doesn't mean there's not going to be in, be struggles. In fact, Zig Ziglar's book called Embrace the Struggle, and it's all about his accident. He fell down the stairs, and he can't do what he used to do, and so on and so forth. So you're going to have challenges. You don't uh, give up your faith. You don't give up your family. You don't give up your your friends, you know, those, the, the four F's of success. And, um, you know, but the thing is, is that this freedom that you're after is already in there. It's already there. And all these external things aren't going to create that freedom for you, but your business is a vehicle that you can build to help you achieve those life goals. All right. So start working on that business, on that vehicle, rather than just being a slave to it. You're right. One of the things I tell people is that if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur or business owner, and by the way, they're not necessarily the same. That's right. If you're a business owner and you're working harder and making less money now than when you work for someone else, you may be making a mistake. What you really need to do is you need to get better every day, make more money, you need to be profitable so you can take care of your employees and your customers and your family, but you need to learn from all that and you need to build structure and systems so you can become better. And if you're the CEO, you're the owner, you need to be the best salesperson in the organization. You need to drive it. It's actually easier hiring technicians to do the technical work than it is to hire a leader. You've got to be. Don't you agree? You, you really must be that leader. Yeah, the the thing is is that there there's so many aspects of of 
a business, you've got the marketing, you've got the sales, you've got the operations, the delivery, you've got the administration, the bookkeeping, the payables, the receivables, and all of that. So let's say if you're working by yourself, I think it takes a very unique individual really to stay focused to the point that they can handle all of that by themselves. And, and if you're committed to doing that, then what you need to do is get yourself organized in such a way and be able to charge enough to to fund that. Because the fact is, is that if you're going to be doing all those different things, then you're not going to have as much time to market, sell, deliver, and all that. So you need to charge more to be able to, to make that happen. The second way to do that is begin to hire or outsource some of those other some of those functions whether it's bookkeeping or whatever the case is and and um and do it that way and at that point when you get other people involved again you need organization you need systems and things like that so if 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 you can go out there and your strength is marketing and sales and you can generate the income, then what you need to start looking at is how can I – and I've got an organizational chart where you can take like this one box mm -hmm. or part of that box and then and get someone to handle just that part of it. Let's just start with that right there, and then you focus on making enough money – to cover that. Of course, and do what you do best. Yeah. And is it going to work the first time? No. Trial and error. You might lose money, you might it might fail, the guy doesn't do what he's supposed to do, but it's 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 a learning process, all right? So, let's get our mindset right. Let's get our life right and our focus, what what it is that we want to do every day, our life goals and all that, and how we want to impact other people, and then let's start working on the business part of it. What do we need to do with our marketing? What do we need to do with our sales? And that's what I'm going to go into that's what I go into in my systems. That's what I go into at the seminars. What are those seven vital components of phenomenally successful business? And how do you, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, approach that? And I've done the same thing in both of my businesses. I've made all the mistakes. Of course, so. and and you're a great teacher. Because, well, thank you very much. Because, well, but honestly, because you have done everything, you you can say what works and what doesn't work. In with me, of course, is Howard Partridge from Phenomenal Products. We are talking about what to do and what not to do if you're a small business owner. People make a lot of mistakes, not on purpose, but they go into business, Howard, thinking they know what they're going to do. Let's say it's an auto mechanic. He thinks that he's the best auto mechanic in town. He quits his job, leaves his boss behind and says, I can do it better than he does. But can he run a business better? Not necessarily. That's exactly right, and that is the core of the issue. And, again, I want to remind everyone that the first book that you need to read is Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth Revisited, and uh, that will show you uh, why you're in that situation. One of the things that he says in that book is that most people who go into business for themselves are not truly entrepreneurs. They are uh, technical people. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, hey, I, I know – in fact, I know a guy who is about the best mechanic that – you would ever know. Nicest guy that you ever want to know. Right here in Houston, great guy, did exactly that. Went out and started his business. And, you know, the thing is, is that unfortunately, 
when someone starts a business, you can't tell us anything. So the, the only the only people, <laughs> and I don't even try anymore. The only people that that I work with and help are people who come to me that say, "Hey, you know, I'm man enough, woman enough, frustrated enough to say." I can improve my business. Yeah. Please, what can I be a lifelong learner? And that's the reason that I'm sitting here today is because I've invested my time and money and energy into educating myself on how to work on the business. You're an auto mechanic, you're a plumber, whatever the case might be. All right. So you got to think about marketing your business. There's so many different ways to market your business, but let's think about one simple thing. What's going to set you apart from the shop down the street? And that's exactly right. You do need to set yourself apart because a mechanic is a mechanic, a bank is a bank, right? Yeah. They oh, the well, well, I'm going to give you a great deal, and <laughs> then you're going to go right out of business because you're not going to make any profit because you haven't done your cost of doing business yet. You don't realize all the costs involved to really do it right and to really grow it and all that. So marketing, uh, how are you going to position yourself as unique and to be able to – and right now, if you have an existing business and you feel like your industry is competitive, how do you set yourself apart – uh, to be able to to get a premium price, to get a higher price. Now, if you learn how to raise your price 10% across the board and you don't lose any customers, you make a whole lot of more money, right? Now, how do I then uh, advertise my business? How do I generate referrals on a wholesale level? How do I understand how to write copy so that people will respond to my advertisements and, and those kinds of things, you know? So then uh, marketing, that's everything that you do to get your message out. And sales, in my mind, is what you do once you generate that response, mm -hmm. all right? You, you generate a prospect, a prospect raises their hand, uh, calls you up, opts in on your website, whatever the case might be. Uh, you, you may go out on location, whatever the case is, now you have a prospect in front of you. Do you have a structured sales program? Not canned, but planned. Because question. I've got a seven-step sales system complete with scripts that works for any small business owner that wants to generate a premium price and get high-quality clients. Because the thing is, is that your customer might be focused on price. Your customer doesn't realize that there is a difference. So you got to have a sales system. you got to have a marketing system. you got to have a sales system. Then when it comes to delivering the service, what kind of experience are they going to get? The Do best, you? I hope. Well, absolutely, right. but here's the trouble. Man, I'm so busy marketing yeah. my business and selling and taking care of my – doing all this kind of – you know, you get everything from the phone doesn't even get answered. It goes to the voicemail to I walked into a place yesterday, and I had to stand there about five minutes before anybody even acknowledged me, and once they did – it was obvious that they didn't really want to be bothered with customers today. You know? Oh, my God. And so, but it, it happens every day. And it may be happening to you, and you don't even realize it because you're so into it, you're not looking at it from with customer eyeglasses. Sure, you need right? someone to help you from the outside in, Howard. That's right. So uh, what can be improved on those systems? How can you... Uh, 
implement the, the that delivery so that it is special, that it is an outstanding, phenomenal experience like Starbucks, that people are willing to pay the highest price for coffee. They get I've a done, premium. I've done a whole study on Starbucks. In fact, just the other night, I interviewed uh, the author of the Starbucks experience, Joseph Michelli. Great book. Great guy. And uh, done a lot of research on on Starbucks and how they did it and we've implemented that into our own companies as well that whole concept all right so you got operations that's everything that happens during the service period delivering the product whatever it is and then after that you have what's called administration you got to do the bookkeeping you got to do the accounts payable the accounts receivables and the legal and all that stuff right so and then you've got systems mm -hmm. training and and all of that and your vehicle the space shuttle space right shuttle, yeah. okay what's the most important part of the space shuttle most important part yeah well, it would be the engine and fuel, right? Yeah, what's the most important other part? The people who are driving the well, thing and sure. controlling the thing, right? Yeah. Sure, yeah. The, you know, the that was a trick question. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was a trick question. <laughs> I guess it depends who you are. Right. You know, what's the most important part? Yeah. So imagine, and speaking of the space shuttle, and this is kind of you know a little bit of a, a, a tragic example, but just a couple of tiles out of place. Mm. Look what happens. Yeah, you know, a couple down. of O-rings that got too 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 cold and froze. You know, look what happened. You see, and your business is is kind of the same way. You've got this vehicle that you're driving, but you need to take some time out and and work on that business, not just in that business, as Michael Gerber says of course like maintaining it from the outside maintain the vehicle and and step outside and look at the vehicle from the outside in if you can but if not you need to have advisors to help you with it yeah and i think most people don't have enough um maybe awareness and experience to know what those identifiable parts are you said engine booster rockets wings you know cockpit all that your business has parts mm. marketing Sales, operations, administration, and then sort of surrounding that is the the training and the the systems. If you have employees, you got leadership and employee management and all those kinds of things. I have to tell you, this is a testimonial. And yes, you and I are friends, Howard. Okay, and you're on my show today to pitch this. But in all fairness, I met you at your event. I heard you on the radio, and I showed up at your event. I paid to go in. I am going to make millions over my lifetime on this. And that was just from one day of exposure to your program and to the people you had there. And I'll be honest, I was a pretty good student, though. I brought a notepad, and I filled up half that pad with mm -hmm. notes. I mean, I, I mean, I am there to study. Yes. And I made good contacts. And once you go to a seminar like yours, Howard, you have to follow up with that seminar and yourself. You have to continue to, to be disciplined because you get so excited after a seminar. We right, all do. Right, right. Oh, I met this guy. I saw this guy speak. He's so inspirational. He's a multi-billionaire, and he's strong, and he's written books, and he speaks well. I'm going to be just like him or her. By the way, who is that you're talking about? <laughs> Howard, Howard Partridge. And people get all excited, and they go home, and they tell their spouse and their kids and their coworkers, you know, it just peters out 
Often it does. Right. So what do people need to do? What do they need to do, Howard, to stay up? How are they going to stay motivated? They can't see you every day. Well, I'll quote the great Zig Ziglar because his critics say, you know, this stuff that you do, this motivation stuff doesn't last. And he says, well, bathing doesn't either. There you go. So you have to keep doing it. Yes, you do. And I recommend that you get trusted advisors around you, people around you that have your best interest at heart, that you can be accountable to. Uh, you may have to go through some different coaches. You may have to go through some different consultants. I've used tons and, and, you know, you move on after a while, but it's important to be around people, seminars, uh, CDs, tapes, limit your time around negative people. And I think that's one of the biggest issues out there is that we just spend too much time uh, thinking about negative things. Now, of course, my wife is probably listening to this, and all of us at home can be a little bit negative, but you got to break out of it, sure. you know, and you gotta, you got to consciously just stop. That's the wrong thinking. That's stinking thinking. You need a checkup from the neck up. Where's Zig Ziglar when we need him? <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. It's all attitude. In times like these with a recession, it's too easy to curl up and say, look what the media is saying. Right. My friend down the street lost his job. Um, right. This business went out of business. And then you start buying into it. Yeah. And it is sad, but it, it, you can't change your circumstances. But don't live by circumstance. You you know, just is how you respond to the circumstance. Exactly. Take control of your life. You don't have to have a bad period of time because the economy is and other businesses are. You want to be the best you can be now. When you come out, you'll be that much better when That's this right. economic condition is well behind us. That's right. We'll be right back on the Bring On Success radio program. Don't go anywhere. Howard Partridge is in the studio with me now. We don't have much time left. Should we talk about this? Yes, absolutely. Uh, last thing that I want to say today is that business is all about relationships. And we get so busy in our business that we don't take the time to cultivate those relationships, not only with our clients, prospects, leads, that type of thing, but uh, also with our employees. Howard Partridge, thanks so much for joining us today on Bring On Success. My pleasure. For more information, go to his website, howardpartridge.com, or give him a call, 281-634-0404.